we bring you greetings and the best wishes as you enjoy a splendid weekend. We are also glad to welcome you to the first episode of the 12th season of Nasco Moments radio show. All across Plateau State and through parts of Nasarawa, Benue, Taraba, Bauchi, Gumbi, Jigawa and Kano states, including the Federal Capital Territory, the Nasco Moments radio show has become an important anchor in the provision of quality education, quality information and quality enlightenment. Do you know where your children are at this moment? Robust, inclusive economic growth for our teeming citizens is the shared goal of many government and private sector entities. This can, however, only be achieved through well-focused programs that increase access for poor and low-income earners to factors of production, especially credit. Microfinance is about providing financial services to the poor who are traditionally not served by the conventional financial institutions. In Nigeria, a large percentage of the population is still excluded from financial services. Available research shows that 46.3% or 39.2 million of the adult population are financially excluded in Nigeria. Because microfinance plays a critical role in helping small businesses to thrive and survive, the federal and state governments have taken steps to establish agencies with a view to promoting small businesses and making access to funding a lot easier for such businesses. Today on the Nasco Moments talk show, our focus is on the Plateau State Microfinance Small and Medium Enterprises Development Agency. This agency was set up to facilitate the promotion of financial literacy, entrepreneurship, vocational and skills acquisition, youth and women empowerment programs, among others. A few questions that come to mind will include, what was the motivation for setting up this agency how has it fared in its mandate? What is the impact of the recent visits to Plateau State by Vice President Yemi Oshimbajo on both the agency's profile as well as on MSMEs generally in Plateau State? Nasco Moments radio show has invited Mr. Hagai Gutap, the Director General, Plateau State Microfinance Small and Medium Scale Development Agency, to address these questions and more. Given how critical the subject is, this is going to be a two-part discussion, starting today on the topic Microfinance, Small and Medium Enterprises Development as Catalyst for Financial Inclusion. Stay tuned to your radio set. We'll be back in no time. My name is Fudun Gyang. The NASCO Group 2016 Customer and Partners Forum and Appreciation Ceremony will hold on Thursday, 10th August 2017 at Golden Base. Customers who are best-performing partners, including transporters, will receive awards and plaques in the gold, silver, bronze categories, amongst other mouth-watering prizes. The NASCO Group 2016 Customer and Partners Forum and Appreciation Ceremony is strictly on invitation and starts at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. All invited guests must therefore be seated by 2.35 p.m. prompt, please. NASCO, providing the quality life. Thank you very much, Mr. Hagai Kutap, for joining us this morning. You're welcome. So um, let's understand what microfinance is. Well, um, microfinance is the provision of financial services to e the economically active poor segment of the society. And um, over time, these economically active poor have been excluded from the traditional banking system. And it is as a result of that that microfinance come on board. And historically, we have the history of states and countries 
that have set the pace for the revolution that have come this far for us in Plateau and Nigeria to benefit from the concept of microfinance. Um, in, it started at Bangladesh, even though in Nigeria we had been practicing microfinance, but in our own traditional way. Um, we have had cases of uh, village savings and credit groups. We have had cases of adashe groups. We have had cases of cooperative societies. And uh, professionally, we can call all these microfinance institutions. But over time, all these institutions have not been regulated by any regulatory agency to guide their sustainability, to guide their growth, to guide their operation. And as a result of that, they operate with outside the confine of the law and thereby making their operations very um, not having the desired impact on the people. And it is as a result of that the evolution continues and there are a lot of fine-tuning in the operations of the institution. And today, in Nigeria, the federal government deemed it fit in 2004 to set up a regulatory and supervisory framework called the Microfinance Regulatory Regulation and Supervisory Framework to guide the operations of microfinance banks. And before then, we had community banks in Nigeria who were the major providers of financial services to the people at the grassroots of the economy, which are mostly the rural dwellers. And uh, this law, when it was uh, made, um, when it came to, to stand, we, the, there was a, a, um, a mandate now given to the existing community banks to transit into microfinance banks, whereby the regulation of the banks now is solely moved to CBN, that's the Central Bank of Nigeria. And um, there are a lot of issues contained in that regulatory and supervisory framework. And uh, the key point that I want to stress here is that the central bank is more concerned about the sustainability of the banks. Okay, if it is so concerned, can you tell us why it is absolutely necessary or very important to have uh, microfinance available and who are those people who have access to it? Yes. Um, the, as I said, the central bank is concerned about sustainability because if the banks are not sound and if they cannot live for a longer period of time, it will bring the issue of confidence issue. Because we are talking of poverty reduction through microfinance. And if the poor people are encouraged to save as a means through promotion of financial inclusion. And if they save and at the end the bank goes under, it means they will not trust to do business with even the few ones that are standing. So, and that is why it is a main concern. And then uh, the major target or the major target customers of microfinance banks and institutions are the economically active. That means it is not every poor person that is qualified 
to benefit from microfinance services because the interventions vary. If you look at the poverty tool toolkit, the level of poverty is categorized. We have the poorest of the poor. We have the destitute. We have people that have been affected by disasters like the Boko Haram insurgency and others. Those ones are not qualified to access facility from microfinance banks. But as a measure of intervention, the microfinance banks are supposed to give those people the right uh, capacity, change their mindset, and rehabilitate them before they can now upgrade them to benefit from microfinance uh, services. Okay, we'll come back to talk a little bit more about uh, those clinics when we come back from the break. It's the Nasco Moments radio talk show. Please join us again. Now fortified with essential vitamins and minerals. NASCO Conflicts, nourishing goodness anytime. Welcome back. This is the first episode of season 12 of NASCO Moment Show. We have been examining what microfinance services are all about, their importance, and which businesses or individuals ought to enjoy such services. Our guest is Mr. Hagai Gutap, Director General, Plateau State Microfinance Small and Medium Scale Development Agency. Now, let's talk about government, the role of the government in supporting and catalyzing financial inclusion efforts. What does government do in this regard? Well, um, the first role of government in promotion of financial inclusion in our society today is to serve as an enabler. And an enabler in the sense that the government is supposed to make the environment conducive for the banks to operate. And if there is peace, microfinance banks will strive on their own. Because even if you look at the regulatory and supervisory framework that is being structured by CBN, the role of the government is very simple. They say that government is not a good provider of financial services but government can make the environment conducive for them. So, and again, the government can also aid the microfinance banks that exist within their environment with incentives that will enable them to perform well. For instance, like the Plateau State Government, which have um, set up the Plateau State Microfinance and SME development agency. Uh, the agency is put in place in order to see that these microfinance banks that exist within our communities function well. Because one, the mentality of the beneficiaries of microfinance services might be that ah, these banks are set up by people that have money or government and anytime I need money I can go and take it and solve my problems without repayment. <laughs> 
But the essence of government in this business is to ensure that we train the people, give them the right knowledge, let, them, let us give them knowledge on how to manage their businesses. And that will enable them, when we are linked them to the microfinance banks, they will be able to pay back and the banks will remain in good business. Okay. And then at the same time, we also try to ensure that these women, the youths, and all other entrepreneurs that exist within our communities get the right skills. And it is based on that fact that the Plateau State Government have been able to train over 3,000 people in various skills. And then in order to ensure that our people now buy into the, the, the vision of the government, we, we, we make it so competitive in such a way that the best three from each skills across the 17 local governments were awarded prizes. We gave them startup packs, that is tools to start up their businesses. And you can see that this has gendered the morale of even beneficiaries and uh, participants that will participate in subsequent programs to be the best. Okay. Um, yes. Can you tell us what tools are used to measure the impact of financial inclusion efforts? You've worked with a lot of people. How do you measure the impact? Well, the impact of financial inclusion can be measured over time. Because if you look at the ratio, as you said, mm -hmm. over 46 point something percent of Nigerians are excluded from financial services. And if you look at the distribution across Nigeria, you discover that some parts of the country are better off than others. Let me start from the Southwest. At Southwest, the late rate of their exclusion is around 20-something percent. By the rate of their inclusion, we are talking of 60-70. But as we move to North Central, including Abuja, our rate of inclusion is around 34 point something percent. But if you go to the northeast and northwest, their rate of inclusion is just 21 percent. So you can see that it has a lot of impact on the economies of those states and zones. Mm. What because, tools do you use to measure? Yes, the tools we use is one, the active participation of people in banking activities. And then we can do that through service, and then we can do that through taking an inventory of people that transact with the banks. And we can do that through taking the inventory of the total number of depositors in a particular microfinance bank in a particular environment. And that will be able to give you an idea of how many people are in that community, how many people have bank accounts. And then in terms of the impact, mm. you see once people are financially included, it means they are into businesses, they are savings with the bank, they are also taking credit facilities from the bank and investing it in their various enterprises. And at that, at, at that point, you find out that micro-businesses spring up, employment are created, and then people's standard of living 
is improved. All right, I will take a break at this point. You're still listening to the NASCO Moments radio show. And today it's all about microfinance and medium enterprises development. Please join us again. The NASCO Group 2016 Customer and Partners Forum and Appreciation Ceremony will hold on Thursday, 10th August 2017 at Golden Base. Customers who are best performing partners, including transporters, will receive awards and plaques in the gold, silver, bronze categories, amongst other mouth-watering prizes. The NASCO Group 2016 Customer and Partners Forum and Appreciation Ceremony is strictly on invitation and starts at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. All invited guests must therefore be seated by 2.35 p.m. prompt, please. NASCO, providing the quality life. It's good to have you back on your favorite NASCO Moment show. Our guest today is Mr. Hagai Gutap, who has been sharing his thoughts on microfinance, small and medium enterprises development as a catalyst for financial inclusion. We'll continue the discussion now. All right. Um, how does your agency help small businesses to secure loans from microfinance banks? It's simple. Um, all the people I've mentioned that we have trained and the ones that we are still training we link them to the microfinance banks. And as it is now, there's a product we have, and we are collaborating with the Central Bank of Nigeria. That's the Entrepreneurship Development Center. They call it the EDC, but it's an initiative of the Central Bank of Nigeria. And uh, what this entails is that we are going to train youths who have just graduated from institutions, those that have skills and artisans, to access funds, but the condition is you will get the right knowledge, but we recommend you to the microfinance. Okay, do you serve as a guarantor sometimes? No, for we, these people? we can't serve as guarantors mm. because our, our own knowledge is to ensure that you have the right knowledge, the right skills, and you know the conditions that are required of you All right. so that you'll be able to meet up with the conditions. Let's hear about Vice President Yemi uh, Oshimbajo's visit to Plateau State. What was the visit all about? Tell us about the clinics. What role did your agency play? Well, the, our agency is the secretariat of, of the Plateau State um, Micro, Small and Medium Enterprises um, Council. Because there is a national council and we have the state council. And that means that for every intervention that is going to take place within the subsector, definitely is anchored by the agency. And the role we played was simple. It was in line with the rules and responsibilities of the agency. And as a result of that, we were able to work as a team to ensure that we coordinate all the exhibitors and we were able to now give them specification of the standards of what they should display and uh, how they will do it. And then those people that their own aspects were capital intensive, were able to give them financial support to enable them to produce something outstanding so that we'll be able to showcase what we have on the plateau. Let me give you a classical example. One of the fascinating inventions that was um, highly noticed by the vice president 
was the issue of the breakthrough that Plateau State have had in the aspect of agri-based processing equipment. We are next, there are no states that can compete with us in that aspect. So we are able to mentor and guide some young people to bring up cutting edge uh, designs for of tractors, of um, rice milling machines, which were tested on the farms. The rice milling machine was tested. Well, what, what impact is all of this going to have on Plato State? Yes, I'm telling you, it will have a revolutionary impact on the state's economy. Because even as I'm talking to you now, for the fact that most of these exhibitors were able to discuss with the vice president and the governor himself, it encourages them, it boosted their morale. And as I'm talking to you, most of them now are aspiring to work harder so that they will be able to get a better result. And as I'm talking to you now, we are not going to stop from that clinic alone. We are going to consolidate on the gains of the clinic. And that is why now we are looking at a bigger picture of how Plateau should be. And as it is, the government is thinking of establishing what we call the SME village. And in the SME village, even the office of the microfinance and SME development agency will be moved there. And another component of that village will have a big microfinance bank, which will be standing there. And the essence is to warehouse all the clusters in one place. In one place. So if you need shoes, if you need bags, you know where to go to. If you need tractor, you know where to go to. And then we are going to create a platform whereby access to finance will not be a challenge. Is there a timeline? When do we expect to see this come to yes. fruition? And as I'm talking to you, the government, the governor in his wisdom have given go ahead for us to sign an MOU with um, the Bank of Industry, which uh, I, I believe uh, in no distant time Maybe within the next two weeks, the Ministry of Justice will be able to make that MOU available for us to sign. And what it entails is that we will be uh, the project management team and will train the people, will give them the right capacity. Even those that are into fabrication, we will bring experts to really give them cutting edge skills to perfect what they are doing and then they will now access this funding. But in the aspect of the, the SME village, now we are working on the prototype because it's a bigger picture of what we want to achieve. So we are having the, if we get, the, they are working on the, the master planner. And once it is out, we'll, we'll start making efforts towards the construction looks like there's a lot to look forward to, but we'll have to uh, uh, wrap up the program at this point. Thank you very much, Mr. Hagai Guta, for being on Ask Women's Show today. You're welcome. Uh, listener, I hope that uh, you have enjoyed this all-important topic this morning, and we trust that many more members of the public now know and appreciate the role of the Plateau State Microfinance Small and Medium Scale Development 
agency under the watch of the Director General. We have to end the show, but remember to follow the program on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash group or follow on Twitter on the handle at NASCO Group. We also encourage you to send any feedback on the NASCO Moment Show to the email marketing at nasco.net or by text through our dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. We have a NASCO Moments trivia question for you today. When was the first microfinance bank established and in what country? Send the correct answer via text to the number 0805-774-7777. Include your name and location. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO and was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants. Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department, Producer Harun Audu, Research and Content Development, Ignatius Usa and Harun Audu, Production Coordinators, Solomon Audu, Ruben Alex and Ignatius Usa. I am Hudun Gyam. Please stay out of trouble and think about starting a business of your own today. Join us again next week as we turn our attention to small and medium enterprises. Bye-bye.